This is Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Forget what you think you know about church. God of grace and glory, you call us with your voice of flame to be your people, faithful and courageous. As your beloved Son embraced his mission in the waters of baptism, inspire us with the fire of your Spirit to join in his transforming work. We ask this in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Let us confess our sins. Merciful God, we have sinned in what we have thought and said, in the wrong we have done, and in the good we have not done. We have sinned in ignorance, we have sinned in weakness, we have sinned through our own good fault. We are truly sorry. We repent and turn to you. Forgive us for our sins for Christ's sake, and renew our lives in the Lord your name. Amen. Through the cross of Christ, God have mercy on you, pardon you, and set you free. Know that you are forgiven and be at peace. God strengthen you in all goodness and keep you in life eternal. Amen. Amen. Let us pray the way that Jesus taught us, our Father. Who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Do not let us fall into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For that is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Graciously grant this humble church peace and unity if it is your will. Amen. 
The peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. Let us offer each other a sign of peace. Peace with you. Peace with you. Peace with your pastor today. Y'all can give each other peace as well. Peace. I haven't got to say that in a long time. Who's first? saw that the light was a good and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness called the called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. Over the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. was in Corinth. Uh, Paul passed through the interior region. Then to Ephesus. Ephesus. Right. Came to Ephesus, where he found some disciples. He said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit and became believers? They replied, No, we have not even heard that there is a holy there's a Holy Spirit. Then he said, And to what then were you baptized? They answered, Into John's baptism. Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people, telling the people, to believe and one who was come after that is in Jesus on hearing this they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus when Paul laid tents on them the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke in tongues baptized together there were about twelve of them the word of the Lord thanks be to God
John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance and forgiveness of sins. And the whole Judean region and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the strap of his sandals. I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth to Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove upon him. And a voice came from the heavens, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. The true gospel of the Lord. Praise to the Lord, the worth the life. Okay, be seated. Say good afternoon to you. The psalmist wrote in the 19th Psalm, the heavens are telling of the glory of God, and their expanse is declaring the work of his hands. Paul adds in Romans chapter 1, verse 20, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, but are being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse. When we, when we look at the world around us, Paul and the psalmist both tell us that we can see God. We can gain an understanding of, God's, of God through nature. But to truly obtain a picture of who God is and what he's like, we must look at the scriptures. The attributes of God can be grouped into two types. The first group can be referred to as God's natural attributes. These are the qualities of God that set him apart and make him superior to all other beings and things in the universe. The second group is God's moral attributes. These are the qualities of character that determine how God behaves, determine what kind of personality God possesses. And this afternoon, we want to look at the natural attributes of God that determine his relationship to time, space, power, knowledge, and the creation. God possesses all these attributes in absolute perfection. These are the attributes that make him God. 
God is immutable. His creation changes. He does not. God is the creator of the universe. But unlike the universe he created, God never changes. Everything we see around us changes and deteriorates. Your new car, uh, an abandoned farmhouse, the Grand Canyon, our body. God does not change. Change is impossible for God because all change is for better or worse, and God is absolute perfection. He cannot get better. He will not get worse. In one of the second song, David is suffering affliction, and he compares the changeableness, changeableness of, the, of his situation with the unchangeableness of God. He says in verses 25 through 27, Of old you founded the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. Your name will perish. But you endure, and all of them will wear out like a garment, like clothing. You will change them, and they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will not come to an end. God cannot change because he is God. In Malachi chapter 3, God, through Malachi, declares that judgment is coming, and it will be a time of, of punishment for the wicked. In Malachi chapter 3, verse 5 through 6, God says, Then I will draw near to you for judgment. I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers, and against the adulterers, and against those who swear falsely and against those who oppress the wage earner in his wages, the widow and the orphan, and those who turn aside the alien and do not fear me, says the Lord of hosts. For I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore you, O sons of Jacob, are not consumed. God does not change, and the sons of Israel do not perish. Because God is unchangeable in his purposes, and Israel, as the people of God, is not to perish, therefore will God exterminate the wicked, out of Israel by means of judgment in order to refine it and shape it according to its true calling. The Bible also teaches that Christ, who is God, possesses the same attributes of unchangeableness. In the 13th chapter of Hebrews, the writer is encouraging Hebrew Christians who were facing persecution and in danger of falling away. They are exhorted to follow in the footsteps of the faithful men through whom they became Christians in verse 7. Remember those who led you who spoke the word of God to you, and considering the result of their conduct, immediate their faith. Imitate, you can imitate their faith. And that. The writer then adds that these Hebrew Christians uh, serve the same Christ of those who led them in the past. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. This attribute of God impacts all his other attributes. For God is unchangeable. So are all his attributes. God is, as he was, and will always be. God is eternal. In relationship to time, God has no beginning and no end. The idea of God being eternal is contained in the first verse of the Bible. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, we read, In the beginning, God created. There was a beginning of creation. But before the beginning, there was God. In the name of God says that he is eternal. When Moses is before God at the burning bush in Exodus chapter 3, God commands Moses to deliver God's people out of bondage. Moses begins to offer a number of excuses as to why he cannot go. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 13, Moses says to God, Behold, I am going to the sons of Israel, and I will say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. Now they may seek to say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God then responds in verse 14, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God said, I am, not I was or I will be. God always has been, is, and will always be. This is why the Pharisees were so upset when Jesus said in John chapter 8, verse 58, uh, Before Abraham was born, I am. 
by applying the name to himself, Jesus was declaring himself to be God. Furthermore, not only is God eternal, throughout eternity he has always been God. The psalmist in the 19th Psalm compares the, the eternal God with the temporary world. In Psalm 90, verses 1 and 2, we read, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations, before the mountains were born, or you gave birth to the earth and the world. Even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. God is omnipresent. God's omnipresence enables him to be everywhere in the universe and in its parts at the same time. In all its parts at the same time. Not a part, but the whole of God is present in every place. This is possible because God is not flesh and blood and is not restricted by physical limitations because God is spirit. As Jesus told the Samaritan women in John chapter 4, verse 24, the omnipresence of God can be an overwhelming thought. In 1 Kings chapter 8, Solomon is dedicating the temple of God, which he built. And in his prayer, he said in verse 8, uh, chapter 8, verse 27, But will God indeed dwell on the earth? Behold, heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain you, how much less this house which I have built. The idea that God is present everywhere at all time is both a reassuring and threatening thought to some. The psalmist in the 139th Psalm saw God's omnipresence as a comfort in time of trouble. He wrote in Psalm 139, verse 7 through 10, Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I'm in my bed in Sheol, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, even there your hand will lead me, and your right hand will lay hold of me. The psalmist expresses a similar thought in the 23rd Psalm, in verse 4, when he says, Even though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The psalmist saw God's presence as, as an immense comfort in time of trouble. And on the other hand, we see in Amos chapter 9, verse 1 through 6, that omnipresence of God can be seen as a real threat. In this passage, God is declaring that Israel cannot escape the judgment of God, no matter where they go, because he is and will be there. As Paul Harvey would say, you can run, but you cannot hide. <laughs> because God is eternal. And unchanging. His omnipresence is also eternal and unchanging. God is omnipotent. His power is unlimited. There are many things in our world that possess power. Motors, jets, rockets, etc. But their power is limited. It is, they can only do so much. In fact, we have measurements of power. Auto engines are, are measured in horsepower and, and, and uh, foot pounds of torque. Power of electricity is measured in watts, in kilowatts, megawatts, and gigawatts. The power of rockets is measured in pounds of thrust. And, and on all the universe, only God's power cannot be measured because God has unlimited power, power that is beyond measure. Only God has the power to create something out of nothing. Only God can create the earth, sun, moon, and stars. Only God can resurrect the dead. When God calls Abraham in Genesis chapter 17, verse 1, God introduces himself as God Almighty. Later in Genesis chapter 18, verse 14, after the angel of the Lord told Abraham and Sarah that they were going to be in their old age, and Sarah laughed. The angel said, Is anything too difficult for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you at this time next year, and Sarah will have a son. Likewise, when the angel of the Lord appeared to Mary and told her that she would become the mother of the Savior of the world, she asked in Luke chapter 1, verse 34, How can this thing be since I am a virgin? The angel responded in verse 37, For nothing will be possible with God. 
Job, after his after he's confronted by God, confesses in Job chapter forty-two, verse said that you can do all things, and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. The New Testament closes with an announcement of the victory of God over Satan, with this declaration in Revelation chapter nineteen, verse six: "Hallelujah, for the Lord our God, the Almighty, reigns." There are some things that God cannot do. He cannot lie. He cannot go against himself. And there are some things he will not do. He will not overrule the free will of the greatest creation, man. In terms of ability, there is nothing impossible with God. God is unchangeably and eternally omnipotent. He always he has always possessed all the power, and he always will. God is omniscient. He really knows everything. In this technological age of computers and the internet, mankind knows more now than at any time in his history. But still, there is no one who knows everything, not even teenagers. Only God possesses all knowledge. He knows the number of hairs on each person's head. It's easier on some of us than others. He knows the heart and thoughts of every man. God is the source of all wisdom. In Job chapter 28, verse 12, and following Job discussing, discusses the value and source of wisdom. In verse 12 he says, But where can wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? Then in verse 20, Where does where then does wisdom come from? And where is the place of understanding? He answers his own question in verse 28. God understands its, God understands its way. And he knows its place through the looks to the ends of the earth. And sees everything under the heavens. David said to his son Solomon in 1 Chronicles chapter 28 verse 9, the Lord searches all hearts and understands every intent of the thoughts. You and I cannot know this, know the true intentions of anyone. We can only see what people do and hear what they say, but God sees beyond the veneer and knows their inner, innermost parts. Jesus in Matthew chapter 6, verse 5 and 6 tells us that we need to pray in secret, knowing that your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. In conclusion, so what do these attributes of God mean to you and me? If God is unchangeable, then we can know that the God whom we read about in the Bible is the same today as he was then. Because he is unchangeable, he is dependable. Furthermore, if God is unchangeable, so are all his attributes. They have always been and always will be the same. If God is unchangeable, so too are his plans, purposes, and promises. God made a promise to Eve that the devil would ultimately be defeated. That that promise will see its ultimate fulfillment when Jesus comes again. That promise has never changed and never will. God has promised us that if we believe in him and his son Jesus Christ, we will receive eternal life. We can trust that promise because the unchangeable God, the unchanging God, always keeps his promise. And because God is eternal, then true are all his attributes of omnipotence, omniscience, and omnipresence. God has always had those attributes and always will. God is not a here today and gone tomorrow kind of God. He is an eternal, forever God that will always be here when we need him. We can know that no matter how long we live, we cannot outlive God. And because God is eternal, we as his children will live with him eternally. Because God is omnipresent, he will always be with you no matter where we are. He is there too. Though all men forsake me, we will never be alone, for God is with us. He will be there to comfort us when we are sad, to lift us up when we are down, to guide us when we are lost, to protect us when we are in, in trouble, and to save us in that day when Jesus comes to take us home. 
because God is omnipotent. He has the power to protect us from all our enemies, even from the devil. He has the power to overcome any adversary and to give us the power to overcome as well. He has the power to fulfill all his wonderful promises he has made. Because God is omniscient, he sees and knows us as no one else can and knows everything we need. He knows how to bring good to me no matter what happens. We serve the eternal, unchanging, ever-present God who possesses all power and wisdom. Without him at our side, without him at our side, we are all men most to be pitied. But if God is with us, we know that we can trust him to always be with us, no matter where we are, to guide us and protect us and bring us home on the appointed day to live with him forever. For all we have received here by gift of love and time, money and abilities, and in falls to place, return portions of these gifts. Bless those who receive them, just a mere blessing in the act of sharing them. Amen.
We pray to the Lord. The Lord, hear our prayer. Lord God, you're at this part. Okay. Lord God, you revealed your Son in the waters of Jordan and anointed him with the power of the Holy Spirit to proclaim good news to all people. Sanctify us by the same Spirit, and we proclaim the healing power of the gospel by acts of love in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, time for everybody's favorite part of the service. That's right, the announcements. Okay, folks, announcements. Everybody's favorite part of the service. Here we go. There are a lot of them today, so I apologize in advance, but it's all important stuff. Pray at DallasCLC.com. Pray at DallasCLC.com. That's your email address. If you have a request for prayer, you can send us an email there or you can go to DallasULC.com and click on prayer. Uh, prayer. Request. Your request. Uh, we pray every day here at Dallas Universal Lecture. So you can ask us for prayers. We said you're in our daily prayers. So or during our prayer session on Sunday, it's the entire congregation. You can leave us your name or you can remain anonymous. Once again, that's pray at DallasULC.com. Compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints. If you one of those, you're going to need one of these. That's an email address, feedback at DallasCLC.com, or simply go to DallasCLC.com and click on Contact Us. Pretty self-explanatory here. Very important to You can make a difference. We are a church of all volunteers. Everybody here is a volunteer, and we're going to choose a salary, not even myself. That being said, we only make it on our ties from our community and from uh, donators from out in the world, from YouTube land and, and, and podcast field. And, and we need your help. The only way we keep our doors open is with your kindness and with your your uh, your, your, your monetary help. You know that's what's what it takes. Unfortunately, in this world today, it takes, it takes money to keep things going. You know, in a religious environment where we're not really selling anything, we're just giving information. It takes money to get that information out. And if you believe in this message that we're trying to get out to to the world of Christianity, the definition of Christianity, which is the true definition, the, the raw definition, the original definition of Christianity, which has been so skewed in our world. We're trying to get back to that, that, eternal, that eternal definition of Christianity. If you believe in a, a God that is all-loving, all-knowing, all-powerful, um, all-forgiving, please consider making donation to Dallas Universal Electric. It's very simple. Just go to DallasULC.com and click on Donate. Hey, it's also, you know, I tell you, we're, we're, we're following what's used to be church, which means that we are tax deduct, we are tax exempt, which means also if you get tax deduction, if you make a donation to us, tax season's coming up. It's first of the year, folks. It's a good thing to remember, okay? So go to Dallas conflict on donate. It's also a place, guys, if you want to go or do your tithing online, you can also do that there with your credit cards. So it's a little easier for you, okay? Fine. You can't make a difference. Every time I talk about donating money, I would get some money in church to but Bishop, Bishop William, I love the church. I do. I love the church. But I, I can't. I'm broke. I don't have anything to give you. And I look at him and I say, well, guess what? I'm broke too. So you know what we do? We all do. We volunteer. Your time is your money. You can tithe with your, with your time. That'd be great. We'd love for you to have you here. It's a great, great time to volunteer because you get to meet new people. You get to, to get involved with your church. And it's not quite so formal when you're volunteering. You kind of, you know, get to know people a little more. 
So if you volunteer, so if you go to DallasFuelCity.com, click on volunteer, you find a list of the volunteer positions we have available. If you don't see something you like there, don't worry about it. Come on in. I promise you, I have work for you to do. There's never enough hours a day for us to get these finished, ever. And I hate when things go unfinished. We really, there's a lot we need to do here. There's so much that I don't think we'll ever have enough people to get it all done, but we can try. Okay? Please, come volunteer with us. Wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands, don't forget to wash your hands, wash your hands. I guarantee you that someone will be stuck in your head the rest of the day. I guarantee I you. I have their NFT. I have their NFT. So, why do we listen to that stupid little song every week? We try to listen to soon. Uh, why are we talking about that? Why are we talking about this? Why should your hands stay here in church? Why are we talking about that? <laughs> Obviously, it's Greg's first time seeing their video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, why do we do that? Come on, guys. Why do we do this? Why? Because. <laughs> Why are we talking about washing our hands? Because the, the COVID. It, because, yes. Okay. How long does it take to washing your hands to eliminate the virus of COVID? 60 seconds. No? Right? No? 20. Okay. A minimum of 20 seconds. It's a minimum of, that, that, that video's oh, about 30 seconds long. That video's about 30 seconds long. Well, think about sitting in the American Airlines Center during halftime of the Mavericks game and going to wash your hands with all the people behind you and you get to sing that whole song and wash your hands. How, how well is that going to work? You better do it. Well, I'm not going to be going to do COVID. Listen, it takes a minimum of 20 seconds to get to kill the virus of COVID, of common cold, of the flu, of those things that are on your hands. We touch everything with our hands. And what do we do with our hands? We touch our face, we touch our mouth. Look, I don't know where your hands have been, but when you touch your doorknob, wherever the hand has been, goes on that doorknob. And I put my hand on that doorknob, I put it in my mouth, I don't want to talk about it. Okay? Look, wash your hands. It takes 20 seconds. Get it, get it, it up. 20 seconds of washing your hands. Literally washing your hands with soap and water, okay? Then, Take your hands out of there, grab a towel, dry them, you take that towel, turn off the faucet. Don't touch that faucet with your nice clean hands, okay? Then after you do that, throw the towel away and use hand sanitizer if you can. Get vaccinated, okay? If you have gotten vaccinated, especially, go get your boosters. There's another booster out now because this, this, this disease keeps mutating. It keeps mutating because people don't go get vaccinated, they get sick. The disease mutates in their body and it gives it to people who've already been vaccinated. Please go get vaccinated. Continue to practice social distancing or your mask if you feel comfortable doing so. Look, folks, this disease can be stopped. Okay? It can be. We just have to do our part. And I'm, you know, when you wear a mask, you're not necessarily protecting yourself. You are, to an extent, but you're protecting other people. Okay? Don't kill other people. Wash your hands. Very simple. The most basic thing you do, wash your hands. Okay. All right. Are you looking for open and honest discussions about faith, life, religion, love, society, God, and so much more? Are you looking for someone to pray with, someone to listen, 
someone to offer honest advice, someone who cares. We have the perfect place for all of those things, and you can do it all from your laptop or smartphone. Welcome to the new era of Christian prayer, discussion, learning, and support in an ever-changing world. This is Your Path Live with Bishop Mark brought to you by the Pastor Sean Condren Office TV Network. Every Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m., 5.30 Central Time, Bishop Mark goes live around the world, and everyone is welcome to join and even participate in the discussions and prayer. Your Path Live with Bishop Mark.online.church. It's that simple. Just type that into your browser and join Bishop Mark and maybe even go live yourself and talk one-on-one with the bishop. Come check out Your Path Live with Bishop Mark brought to you by the Pastor Sean Condren Office TV Network this Wednesday at 6.35.30 Central. It's simple. Just go to Your Path Live with Bishop Mark.online.church and enjoy. Okay. So, what we've done, Wednesday nights. We've got, what, a month now? We've got four, four episodes. And I've enjoyed every one of them. And I think we're learning with everyone, getting a little better with everyone. We got four people to call in. I mean, that's really what we want to do here. It's a calling show. We want people to call in and pray with us. We want to talk with us. It's kind of like a round table, but online, or over the, over the net, over the airwaves, okay? So every Wednesday at 5.30 Central, uh, 6.30 Eastern Time, you can catch uh, Your Path Live with Bishop Mark. Now, not to be confused with Your Path with Bishop Mark, which is our podcast. This is Your Path Live with Bishop Mark uh, on the Pastor Sean Conrad TV network, okay? Uh, and just go to that link, your path live with bishopmark.online.church. Pretty simple, right? Now, then also don't forget, also on the Pastor Sean Conrad uh, Television Network, we have our, our, our dedicated channel, which is channel 8, uh, 24-7, Dallas ULC. It's always in. We're broadcasting a lot of our, our old, older or, or past uh, uh, movies and, and, and shows. And, okay? Now, Here's some latest news, guys. This announcement, which you probably already know right now, um, we've been doing this for about eight years, almost eight years now. We're getting close to eight years. I can't believe that. We just had the seven-year anniversary, didn't we? Ten years. Almost eight years. Okay, so we've always done it where we pre-record our service, and I edit it, and I put it online. Sometimes it takes a couple days, a little longer, for you to get it online for everyone. Well, I know that people out there like to, to on Sunday they want to see church. They want to, if they can't make it to church, they want to what? There's church thing on Sunday, right? Well, the only way to do that is either to pre-record, you know, and then put it on, or go live. So, with the help and the encouragement of the Pastor Sean Conrad Office TV Network and Pastor Sean Conrad, Conrad, we are now live on Sundays, and every day we have a service, uh, we'll be live on, on, on the air. So, uh, as it says, all the Alex Church services can now be seen live as they happen. And, you know, this is, you're going to see everything, folks, and bear with us, because it's, 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 it's new to us. There's no editing. We're all here, all the cameras are here, and it's very simple. Just go to dallasulc.online.church and see our live broadcast. Um, bear with us. Like I said, it's, it, we're, I, you know, as you, if you've you watched the service, the show before, the services before, you know that I'm notoriously late, and I am, and I apologize about that. It's just a flaw that I have, and I'm working on it. It's a, actually a, a, a New Year's resolution of mine to stop that, but I'm working on it. So, we're going to get there, and it's just live TV is a little bit different than recording TV. You've got to be on time. I'm trying. I am trying. And Patrick, Pastor Sean is probably um, cringing right now, going, oh, boy, what have I done? But <laughs> <laughs> look, I'm excited as all heck about it. I think it's pretty great. I, I, I'm excited that we can go out live and people can experience it as y'all experience it here at the church, just looking in uh, a window and watching and hopefully joining in and enjoying what we're doing here. Because I'm going to say something. You don't get the magic. You don't really feel the magic like you do when you're here. 
Um, you can see it, you can see, you can feel a little bit of it, but it's, there's some things that happen here that are, that are amazing, and that feeling, I think, can be conveyed much more uh, effectively in a live broadcast. So I'm very excited about my church. If any of you out there, please go check out our live broadcast. We're all going to have a church service. Just watch our schedule, whatever, uh, and just go to downsfieldsync.online.church and check us out. Okay? It's big, guys. It's really big. LG Green John Dad, say thank you. We had, a, we had a video before that would show kind of the past uh, uh, New Year's parties we had and kind of, you know, promoted our new, new Year's party this year. Well, and so we did that, and I thought, well, you know what? We just had that one. It was a great one. We were doing it live. So the entire New Year's party, we were live. And then the next morning, uh, for Sunrise New Year's service, we also were live. And that's the first one for us for, for ever. We've never done that. And Pastor Sean Condren made that happen again. And I'm going to tell you something. He was the same, because he wasn't even here. He's on the East Coast. He's on, you know, way over there. He was... He was on it. He was up with us all night, and he was actually up before we were the next morning. <laughs> we were a little late, and I, again, he probably wasn't on. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was new. Year, it was great. I enjoyed it. We missed the guys. It was a lot of fun, um, and uh, I know we'll be doing it again next year. Right? You know, we we have the offer the safe alternative to being out there in the crazy streets. I mean, if you watch our video at all, the live broadcast at all, or you watch it, we watch it online. Uh, you could hear the, the gunshots. Uh, in our in our neighborhood here, and well, this isn't a horrible neighborhood. It's not. It's not like we're living in you know the slums or anything. But you know, everywhere you are, especially in Dallas, you can hear the gunshots. And it's sad that people are doing that. And I encourage you, folks, please don't shoot your guns up in the air. There are bullets in your gun for either to, to get done. Your bullets they go up. They got to go somewhere. You know, it's going into space. They're coming back down. They can hit somebody. They can hit animals. They can hit property like your house or your car. Please, if you use a little common, common, you know, common respect and courtesy and just sense. Don't shoot your guns up in the air. But anyway, that, that public service announcement being said, we had a great time. And we rang in the new year. A lot of fun. There weren't many of us here, but guess what? We had a great time. We had a good time. We had a champagne toast at midnight. We prayed. First thing we did. And it was lovely. And I enjoyed the prayer service against the guys. Thank you all very much. William, let me tell you something. William has really worked his little butt off. To make all this happen, I tell you this for straight up. I could, I could not have done this live stuff by myself. There's no way. I, I, I mean, as late as I am anyway, it would have been ridiculous. I mean, we would have been starting tomorrow, right? He has stepped up and 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 taken the reins when I needed him to do so. 
and I appreciate that immensely. He really has. He's really jumped in there. Look, he has a full-time job, too, guys. You know, he's out 40 hours a week working somewhere else and coming here and helping with this. So that's pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. This is the first church he's ever attended. So that in of itself, for him to take that kind of issue to do that is amazing to me. I, I, I've been grateful for him very much for that. I, I do want to shout out to him and say, look, thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right. Guess what? We made it through the announcements. Ooh. And guess what? We're going to do a round table today, guys. Okay. So, what's going to happen next? Well, we're going to close out the service with a little blessing. Okay. And then we will have a final song. Um, I will go back in the back and get out of these uncomfortable clothes. There's some more uncomfortable clothes. And um, we, will do a, we will do a round table uh, in 10 minutes. It'll be a 10 minute timer. And we'll do the round table. It won't be a long one today, guys. I know it was a long day, but I want to go over a little bit about the, the, the sermon today. I, I think it was pretty in-depth, and I'd like to see your thoughts on it and see where we are on it, okay? So, let's go ahead and, and rise for our dismissal, and we'll do that and move on accordingly. Go into the world as God's beloved children to share the gift of grace which flows from God's heart. Go into the world as baptized sisters and brothers of Jesus to bring the light of hope to all in despair. Go into the world as those filled with the Holy Spirit. Go to hear the whispered yearnings for peace and reconciliation. Amen. Amen. Before we close, I just want to say one more thing. Today is also the anniversary, uh, marking uh, William's one-year anniversary as being baptized into our church. So thank you, thank you for that. Congratulations. Here. May the blessing of Almighty God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit come upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Go now in peace to love and serve God. Amen. We go in the name of Christ. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. You're listening to Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. SAT words in there, and there were. Especially want to make sure we got a roundtable in today because I want to make sure you understood what we were talking about. There's a lot there. There's a lot talked about about God. And it's interesting to say we don't, you know, we did the, the, the sermon was not done on the gospel, which is unusual for us. Usually we do it on the gospel. But at times, we find it interesting to talk about some of the other means as well, which we do today. So, that's it. We don't like, we don't like, we want to keep doing your growth. Tell me anything you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. That's what the round table is all about. Well, I think. I smile. Mm-hmm. And Don forgot his phone again. Turn your phone off. It's alright. So, 
first of all, thank you guys for the live show today. I know I know it's a lot, and it, it's going to be tough. But we'll get used to it. I mean, we got used to everything else. We'll get used to doing it live. It's just you got to keep going. You, gotta, you did okay. We just got to watch out for those. Wait a minute, and and, and wait. So uh, uh, just keep going. Just keep just mess up, act it up, and keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. It's, it's, it's like the show must go on. You know what I'm saying? That's what you got to feel about it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so I wonder. Okay. So we all the God is thing, right? I mean, so He's always here, right? Around. Now, saying that back, back. Way back, God would be more prevalent and show a whole lot more of Himself to a lot of other people in the Bible than He does to us nowadays. Think so? No. As far as as far as you know, actual like defined very much. He sent His Son down. I mean, shoot, He did. I mean, like, I mean, how, how do we know that He, you know, technically still is if, if in a theoretical point? Are you breathing? I mean, like, no, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that He's not. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying, how do we know? One word. Right. One word. What word is that? Love. Faith. Right. What is faith? What's the definition of faith? What is it? Believing in something. That. That cannot necessarily be proven. That you cannot see. cannot see, taste, or feel. That's what faith is. You can't prove it. You can't prove I mean, I can. In my opinion, I don't need faith. I really don't, because I see God all around me. I see it in each yeah. one of your eyes. I hear it in the birds' calls. I hear it, I see it in the sunrise and the, and the moon. All those wonderful things we're talking about. Everything is God. And yes, maybe in, in those times people wrote about it more, or it just happens to be more concentratedly written in the Bible, so you see more of it there. But I guarantee you, God is still appearing to people every single day. I guarantee it. And then we talk about that about prayer. That's when, that's when that comes in important because you've got to, you'll know when you're able to pray and then shut up and listen and open yourself up to that, to receiving his grace, receiving his, his presence. You'll know at that point, there's no doubt, no doubt in your mind that God is there with you. Because Jesus was, was right down here mm -hmm. to remind everybody that God still is. Right, and that God is still there, and even though well, that's one of the reasons He was here to yeah. save us because they're, they're in the ticket, and then they, they sort of the, you know Roman rule made it to where like they were not really much listening to it, no and, and they said they said we go at all that doesn't really, really matter. They're forgetting that God still <coughs> is right. We were we were we were living in death. Yeah. That's what we were doing. Man. There was no salvation. There was no afterlife. That was it. It was over. You lived. You died. It was over. Yeah. And Jesus came and changed that. I'm wondering if nowadays it's, it's starting to get to that point where some people are forgetting. Oh, yeah. And so Absolutely. It, it and whose job is to fix that? Right. Ours. See. You are the body of Christ. You are his hands and his feet. But that's one thing that I have to say that kind of stuck out for me was the fact that God is, which is also another way of saying God is. Or God is basically I am everything. Yes, I mean that omniscient. But um, to yeah. to continue, what I was trying to say, uh, uh, what point do we have to get to in a society of humans to where he has to do something of that Good caliber? Question. Well, well, it's called Revelation. Right. It's called Revelation. Yeah. You can read the Book of Revelations in the Bible. That's what, that's what that comes in. And they talk about people are somebody. The end is near. The time is coming. Well, it is here. 
What what is here though? We'll never know the exact age. Maybe five years. The earth is pretty. There's a lot of evil in this world. There's a lot of hate. There's a lot of death. There's a lot of war. Not anymore. <laughs> there is. No, there certainly is. There is to a certain extent. And and but Revelation says. Okay. Revelation also says that it was going to get much much worse. It's getting there. It's getting there. I wonder if whenever it gets to a certain point, you know, what if it just doesn't? What if Revelation doesn't happen? And what if, what if, what if, what if, what if you know, and then that, that makes it to where you say, like, that'll show us if God is, okay. or, you know. Here's what I'm warning you here. Here, 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 he is, and, and you know that because you have faith, and that faith is what's got. Look, we are all human. I'm human too. We all have doubts. Even Mother Teresa writes in her memoirs that she had doubts about any of it, all of it. Of course we do. We're, we're made to think and, and, and to analyze and, and touch and feel and learn that way. That's what we're supposed to do. That's why faith is so important and so amazing to have because you can truly believe in something that you can't see or prove. I'm not saying I don't believe in the fact that he still is. I, mm -hmm. I know that is true. It's just I'm looking at it as a, as a point of view of like you know, um, <clears throat> you know, what, what if he you know what if he stops? Not. He can't. about today. What if he's not will. What if he's not with us? He always will be. He's with the whole universe. It's always always right. he's everywhere. That's the difference. He's a spirit. He's a spiritual form. He's not. Bound by the flesh. Right. <coughs> He's not going to give up on it. Look, here's your here start with that. And this is the logical way of looking at it, a human way of looking at it, okay? God created us. Now, I don't know if God created, God created anything, well, no matter what it is a Lego town, a, a clay, a piece of artwork. They've done something with your hands and made it. You, uh, you put Lego. yourself into that. If that's, you, that's part of you then, right? Or you're having children. Married couples are married. You have children. They made that. They created that child. They both well, had a hand in it. God had a big hand in it too. But, so that's part of them now. They should, most, most of the time, that's everything, doesn't 100%, but you cherish that creation. You love that creation. You you, you hold on to it. You, you, you nurture it. You, you, you show it off. And God is that doting father as well. He created us out of nothing. Took dirt from the ground, as a parable goes, and, and created Adam. Right? Blew his breath, blew breath into an amazing body. So he's human beings, right? If, if he, if he didn't, I mean, look, he has to, he has done so much for us, even past the creation. I mean, it's just, it, it amazes me every day that I read that I'm amazed with this living planet in this huge, huge, Whatever is out there, because you know, my mind can't conceive it. I've tried, and I've started to go more crazy than I already <laughs> Believe me, there, it's, it's, a proven it's a proven fact that people who can contemplate these things and sit there and dwell on it, and dwell on eternity, and how they look. There's the universe, right? What's outside the universe? What's outside that? What's outside, what's outside that? Our minds cannot comprehend that. We're not able to do it. If you sit there and try and think about it too much, you will go insane. It's been proven. People have gone insane doing that. 
geniuses who sit there constantly, constantly trying to understand it. It just tells you God is uh, uh, knows everything. Right? He knows everything, and that's we cannot. Our minds are not capable of understanding eternity, or the time is not linear, or that their universe is endless. How do you do? How do you think about that? What's outside of that? What's outside of that? What's it keeps going. You will go crazy. You go crazy. The point is, it took every little thing to just show you this little blue thing to show you the universe. It was just a, it was a ball of <coughs> molten rock. Just nasty, just hot, unhabitable, just rock just swirling around the sun, right? This particular piece of molten rock happened to be just the right distance from the sun. Get to form into a, an atmosphere, an atmosphere building, and you start to grow. The waters were there. And then this huge impact came. This impact, one little year off, one way or the other, it destroys the earth or misses it, right? Well, it hits it just right where it creates our moon. And with our moon, then comes what? The tides. The tides and, and the gravity. We didn't have that before. If we didn't have the moon, we would not have tides. We would not have, the, the, the ocean would not move like that. Okay, the moon. The moon causes that, right? It's very unique. Right, and, and because of that, as science has, is slowly learning about some of the theories about how we came about that those single cell organisms that were in the water were then able to start being washed ashore, and evolution began, and this those seven days began, right? Seven days. Oh. <laughs> Yes, I mean, I mean, look, anybody who's anybody will say it that way. To me, it's obvious that the story of creation, which we talked about a little bit today, is the first part of our readings, is a parable, which is a lot of the Bible is a parable. It's, it's there to teach you how to live your life, teach you some lesson about life, right? And here's, well, that's cool. that's and that's here's the point who cares if it's not true or not? Right. It's, not, it's not there for us to question if it's truth or not. It's there for us to learn from. So whether it's true or not, what does it mean? If you're learning from you're it, learning, you're, you're learning. learning from it. If it's true or it's not true, you're still learning from it. That's the point. Yeah, so it's the people that teach them as a fact, as like they did have A lot of people do. That 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 make that make the children grow up to believe that like that is exactly what happened and that there's no other way. They're called literalists. They're called they're called people who literally take every word of the Bible as it literally happened. And then they have AI like that. YouTube. Look, guys. God gave you a brain. Look, he puts the proof in front of you. You don't have to have faith to know that we came from, we were evolved from something else. You don't have to have faith because he showed us. He left the pieces there for us to see and find. Okay? You can't just negate it and say, oh, that doesn't mean anything. You know, the Bible says it was seven days and this is what happened. That's it. Come on, guys. Yeah, I suppose I'm saying what seven days were at the time. Seven right. days could have been millions of years in God's time, right? God inspired the Bible to be written. And the human hands took that inspiration and put it and translated his thoughts and his, 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 his memories and his design there into human words, into languages that we could then understand. And then after that, Everybody it was changed and it was interpreted and reinterpreted <laughs> and, and there's some things that happened. Things were hidden from people, things were changed and put away. Look, take the Bible with the grain of salt. Use your brain. If it doesn't make sense, if something's just not, if everything else is working and this one little piece is just kind of not big, 
Stop. Pray about it. Look, that's what you're supposed to do. That's why God gave you bread, right? Pray to have that answer. Have a conversation with the Lord. Look, I have to understand. You say this and this and this. It says, it says this and this and this in the Bible. And then all of a sudden there's this boom. This other answer is just sticking out like a sore thumb to me. I don't get it. And listen, he'll tell you. He will tell you. There are people in this world who use the Bible for hate. They use the Bible for discrimination. They use the Bible for murder. That's not what the Bible was just to be. If you know God, if you know God, he, you know that God never, never intended for the Bible to be used that way. And those of you who are using it that way are using it incorrectly. In my opinion, they're sinning and sinning against humanity and God. We are all sinners. I'm not going to judge them. I'm just saying, look, if he wanted us to, if he wanted us just to be, just to, to obey and to, and to know exactly what to do every time, right? And not really, he wouldn't give us free will. He would say, look, you know that don't you do this, this is it. You don't have a choice. You don't get free will. This is it. This is what the truth is. This is what you're going to follow. And that's it. Mm -hmm. That's all he wanted. He wanted us to be able to love him freely. Like he loves us. Make up your own mind. That's and that way, I, mean, I think that's why any, any, good, any good you know, boss or father or anybody would want their children or their employees or anything else to love them for what they do. You not love God for what He's done for us. I say, that little planet. Think of all the millions of planets that are around us that are unhappy. They're just they're off. They're a little too, too close to the sun, a little too far away from the sun. <clears throat> that 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 thought of that, thinking about that, it, it just blows my mind. We haven't we, we've gotten out pretty far in space from from, from where we are, right? But we still haven't found we still haven't found any other habitable any other planets that people mm -hmm. live on or people right. live on. It's crazy. I think it's the other way. I think mean, how little we are, especially being humans on the planet, oh, yeah. and then you know there's all that out there. Well, that's even a greatest thing. But imagine there's all of that out there, and then time. Mm -hmm. And then going back, all of that was still out there, and all there's still some stuff was being created, some people were being destroyed, yeah. and then like all that. And, we're is there, and we don't know anything about we're, all that. We don't. We won't ever know anything about it. Well, yeah, I mean, hopefully, that. Like you can't come back in time, though. But, well, why, who says? Well, it's for this, I believe. Because, who says? Okay. Here's my opinion. You see this, right? You see this, right? Changing time. You know what this is? It's a symbol. This is an infinity symbol. And you know why it's an infinity symbol? Because it never ends. It keeps going, right? So a lot of people like to take the symbol and they do it like this. and say, look, this is time. Time is not linear. It's not. It's... Unending, it's infinite. Yeah, it has no direction. Okay. Then it has no direction. Then it has no direction. So time cannot go forward or backward. Time is linear. It's always. It's yeah. It's one way people look at it. And it's really to help you a lot understand that it's not just linear. But it also has a point where it starts to go backwards. Right? It doesn't go backwards on itself. No, it doesn't. It's going back on. Hold on, let's not start on that one. They've been discussing that one for 10,000 years. What? What? Right. Well, no, we know, that, we know that time is not linear. It can't be. It can't be because time always is. It's the equivalent of politics and religion. It's not. It has nothing to do with that. Look, all I'm saying is, look, all I'm saying is, look, our minds understand time is linear. And that's where our minds are, okay? But 
if you look at it scientifically, whatever you want to look at it, we know that time cannot be linear because it does not have a beginning, it does not have an end, it can't. It does, if you want to take God created the universe at this and that's the beginning of time, if you want to call it that, but that's not what we're talking about, we're talking about all time. I think people, I think the problem is people take science and religion and they try to separate them. Mm-hmm. God created science too. They don't think about that. That science is part of, 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 of him. Does that make sense? These people think this, look, okay, here's this a joke about the guy who's in, in the hurricane, right? And the hurricane's coming and the water's starting to rise and the sheriff comes and knocks the door and says, hey man, you better get out here, the hurricane's coming and I, I have faith in God, I'll be saved. I'll be all right. Water raises up to the, 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 the first floor of his, of his house. He's out, hanging out the window, and the boat comes by. He says, "Man, come on, get the boat. We should take the ideas. The hurricane's getting worse. I have faith in God. I'll be all right. I'll be safe." Water keeps rising. He ends up on the roof of the damn of the damn house. Right? Helicopter comes along. And says, "Come on, come on, come on. The hurricane's getting worse. Better come on. I have faith in God. I'll be okay." Man drowns. He gets to the early gates, and 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 he says. He's, he's mad. He says, "Why? I have faith in you, and you let me die. Why did you do that to me, God? Why didn't you help me?" He said, "I sent you the the police to come get you out. I sent you a boat, and I sent you a helicopter. What else do you want?" Seriously, it's funny, but you know what? It's the truth. It's true. God is all those things, and you know what? We cannot fully understand God. 
That's why it, when I was reading all that, it seemed so, when I did that the sermon day, I knew it was going to be, because we can't understand. Now, I'd love for us to understand everything I say in sermon. Right, I think that'd be great. This one you can't, because we can't understand, we can't fathom that something is all-powerful, all-knowing, always here, always everywhere. We can't, we can't understand that. We don't know. We you have on top of that all-loving and all-forgiving, like, literally, oh my God. God is. Not good. Not, 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 not. God is, because he's everything. I am who I am. And we're a part of him. We are, you really have to, if you envision him, if you envision the Holy Trinity as the head of God, you envision us as the arms and legs and body, moving parts of that body. Mm -hmm. And that head is governing what this person's body is doing, which is like does with us, right? Your head controls the rest of your body. That's what's going on here. We are his we are his work on He works through us. And so you say that we say have you seen God and you don't have proof? Look at him. Look at him and look at me. Look at me. Go look in the mirror. There's your proof because you're working for him. He's working through you every day. And the devil's there every day. The devil's on the other side. Shoulder boy. Hey, don't listen to me. Here's something that's better. This is better. Come try this life. It's better. Get that instant gratification. Instant gratification. Get it right now. We all do that, don't we? We are all something like instant gratification. We want it right now. The new thing comes out. We gotta have the latest, latest new thing. We gotta have. You know, we're hungry. We have to have it right now. Which, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we got like two more minutes here. I'm closing yeah. up this the service here. Alright. Give me a minute. Always have to be a center of attention. Sure. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? William, I'm, I'm not sure you're, 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 you're filled yet. I'm not sure you got it. No, no, no. You still just contemplating it? It's a lot of thinking. I can't remember. I never wanted to. It's hard to. It's a point. A lot of things you have to just go look. Lord, I, I can't understand everything you do. I can't understand all about you. I can't, I'm sure and thankful that you love me and I love you back and just guide me where I need to go. It's hard for a lot of people. Us control freaks. Let's pray away out here. Yeah. I've been here before. Uh, I know I'm a control freak. That's <laughs> what I have to work on. I love you. Letting go, letting God is real hard for me sometimes. I think I know better. I don't. I know that. Father in heaven, thank you for this opportunity to come together today on the live broadcast for the rest of the world to see as well. Experience the true amazing thing that happens here every Sunday, which is the amazing ability to learn and talk and discuss and debate life, love, you, everything. Thank you for the ability to make. Thank you for being discerned. Thank you for the ability to love and thank you for the ability to do all of those things which we do here on Sunday. Lord, we ask that you watch over us this coming week. Keep us safe. Keep us safe in your, in your presence. We know you're always here. And we'll see you next week for another live show. That's all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. All right, folks. Before you go, help me bring out a couple things. So I'm just asking you to take out a couple things. Help me that up. Something I'm going to be something we're in good shape. Mm -hmm.